The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 81, How to Understand Your Strengths and Weaknesses When Starting a Career in the Sports Industry. Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Are you ready to contact your first company in the sports industry for employment opportunities? Check out my new sports career resource, the Sports Industry Directory, which shows over 300 companies in six different sectors of the sports industry. For more information about the Sports Directory, go to education2sport.com. And please use promo code, which is podcast, for a free discount today. My goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Jacob McCulloch. Jacob has a fascinating career journey in the sports industry. He is a sports scholar from the University of South Florida. He is currently working at the Tampa Bay Lightnings. Also, he has worked at IMG Academy. Plus, he is a fully qualified PGA golf professional. As a sports scholar myself, it's brilliant to have Jacob as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Jacob will share his sports career journey and explain what core skills you need when starting a career in the sports industry. Jacob, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Of course, uh, uh, but first of all, I I would like to thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, now into the journey, how it all started. You know, uh, I've been pretty much a a big sports enthusiast since, uh, you know, three years old. Uh, I was doing any sport you can imagine, skiing, tennis, soccer, ice hockey, everything, uh, you know, athletics, uh, uh, I mean, track and field, uh, you, you name it, you know, swimming. Uh, so pretty much uh, I loved sports since I was growing up. Uh, I would do a couple sports at the same time, like competitively. Uh, the biggest one for me uh, from the young age was always uh, hockey. Then it turned more into uh, golf. And now here with the hockey team in Tampa Bay uh, in the United States. It's exciting. Would you mind explaining to listeners your educational journey? What inspired you to work in the sports industry? So educational journey. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, question, interesting journey how all that happened because nothing was uh, planned out from, from the beginning. You know, uh, my dream was uh, always to be a professional athlete. I mean, Growing up, uh, my hero was Yarmir Yager, <laughs> uh, a superstar uh, ice hockey player from the Czech Republic. You know, won a couple cups with uh, with Penguins. But anyways, uh, getting too deep into that, uh, it was always be, to be a professional athlete. And uh, at the age of 14, 15, uh, I got an invite to a national team to, to play uh, golf for the Czech Republic. So I thought, all right, Jacob, you got to... 
uh, you got to focus only on one game now. So I, I did that for a number of years. I turned professional. I got my qualification, uh, Class A golf professional with the PGA of the Czech Republic, and we are governed with the body of PGAs of Europe. So uh, I was teaching golf, playing on the mini tours, you know, in the middle of Europe, even if it was Germany, Czech Republic, Slovakia, uh, Austria, you know, uh, Poland, th- those those countries over there was easiest uh, to travel around and uh, but you know at a some at a certain point life sometimes throws at you some some curveballs and I couldn't play for a number of years uh, where trying to overcome or we actually overcame some uh, pretty significant obstacles that uh, me and my father we were facing uh, you know that sometimes it, it happens but we won the battle and uh, after the couple of years of not playing golf uh, I decided uh, I'll go back to school and find the next passion, fi- find the next dream. Uh, I-, I got actually a degree back in the Czech Republic uh, in entrepreneurship and uh, economics from a university. It was something I always thought it's important to have a backup plan in case something happens. And, you know, something happened. So uh, there we go. And uh, I can m- move forward. And uh, I-, I thought I got to find a school where I can proceed a uh, graduate degree. And for me, I thought, what better way to do it than uh, in, in sports? So I found a, found a program here in Florida, uh, at the University of South Florida in sports and entertainment management. It's a dual degree, you know, MBA and Master of Science. So you're getting a two degrees. But, but a huge part of, of that program that I absolutely loved when, when I learned about it was the... Uh, real-world experience. Not only you get to study uh, things you love in, in sports and that the sports business uh, you need to understand, but you also get to experience working in sports. So f- for me, first year, I was helping helping out the USF, uh, Sport Entertainment Management. I was involved with the event management, with the USF athletics, with the football, with soccer, with basketball, with a couple program. Uh, events. We have an analytic conference uh, each year. We have a lecture series, so some good stuff. And uh, did even college football playoffs, which is a huge event here. The here in the United States, you know, college football is is big, is enormous. And uh, I actually helped out uh, an agency that put together a championship tailgate before the game. So we're setting up stages for country singers and everything you know it was just a lot of fun so i was trying to be involved everything you can possibly imagine even uh, i was here with the tampa bay lightning as a assistant of the mascot our mascot is the thunderbug and i was his uh, keeper i was a bug keeper so doing everything you can possibly imagine to find the next passion find, find the next dream and, and then second year part of the program you get a residency uh, and and mine is here with the with the hockey team the Tampa Bay Lightning in the sales department, you know, under phenomenal leadership here. So, I mean, that, that's how it would happen. You know, I wanted to be a professional player. Now, all right, didn't work out. Uh, life happens. <laughs> and uh, trying to pursue the next dream in sports business. Do you know what? That is absolutely fantastic. Considering it was like when you were really young, you were really into ice hockey. And now you're working in the industry of professional ice hockey. Just quickly, just going back to the golf side with the coaching elements, because I know a lot of listeners start out in coaching to find the different skill sets. 
What skill sets have supported you looking back now from that coaching environment into the environment you're in now from an industry point of view of sport? Yeah, definitely a great question. One thing that I had to learn, I made many mistakes uh, as a young coach, is that not everybody is going to be like me. Not everybody is going to be passionate about golf, want to want to train 24 hours a day. <laughs> uh, but different people uh, are looking to accomplish different things. Somebody just wants to play for fun. Uh, with uh, there's different styles of how to motivate people uh, and things like that. So in terms of uh, especially people management, that that was huge and. You know, at, at first, how I mentioned, I made many mistakes. I, I viewed everybody as uh, little Jacobs and uh, <laughs> I kind of thought that everybody wants, wants to train hard and be the next uh, Tiger Woods. But uh, I, I learned that that's not how it is. Uh, and everybody is different. So that was a huge learning experience for me when it came uh, that, that I actually got from coaching. That was tremendous right there. Just from an industry perspective, relating to your studies, how have you seen the sports industry develop overall? Uh, can, you, can you explain the question a little bit more? Yeah, Andy? sure. Like With regards to our studies, we look at sport in different areas of business. Like Sports globalisation in sport business has had a huge effect. Social media has, a, has had a huge effect with large audiences. As you said, we both did coaching, but to put it into our studies of what you did at South Florida... Have you see, seen any trends in that sense of what you've seen yes. sport as a bigger picture? Got it. So uh, some of the newer trends, you know, and you mentioned it, globalization. Sports is becoming more global. Uh, you mentioned social media, now digital streaming. It looks like Twitter is going to be a big player, Facebook, Amazon, and all, all these uh, digital companies. It's much more easier to follow your your team, your sport that is even in a completely different time zone uh, than it was before. I mean, I remember when I was, uh, this is about 12 years ago in the Czech Republic, if I wanted to see Tiger Woods play, it was impossible. We didn't have any channel that would show Tiger play. Now it's so easy. You go pretty much anywhere on, on the internet and you are able to find the sport, the athlete, the team that you can follow. So that's a big uh, changer in world of sports and also tourism, you know, migration, you name it. Uh, so definitely globalization of sport is a one, uh, one big trend that is uh, changing uh, the game right now. And second one I want to mention is actually a new sport. And some people might argue it's not even a sport, and that's esports. Uh, so uh, right now I'm looking into this, uh, the NBA as uh, as a league. They just came up with uh, with an esports game, the NBA 2K, and there's actually a number of teams in the NBA like Orlando Magic, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, uh, etc. And they actually will have their own esports teams. It will be three on three play. You can uh, you can pretty much play for just one player. So you will have professional uh, e gamers compete against each other in, in a league, and uh, this is a big change. I even saw they're gonna uh, sell sponsorship to the jerseys that are in the game. Might not be necessarily the same uh, as in the real life, but uh, this is this is crazy. This is this is this is huge. What is happening in the uh, in 
in the digital world of uh, e-gaming, you know. Uh, actually, one thing I also wanted to mention, the number one watched event of the 2016 was actually, it wasn't a Super Bowl, it wasn't a, the World Cup in, in, in football. Uh, it, it was the tournament, the World Series of the League of Legends, which, which is a video game. So it's crazy where the uh, world is going. And uh, it seems like the professional sports teams, they're trying to go with that trend. So I uh, even saw uh, the other day uh, one of the football clubs in, in Germany, they even have a FIFA professional sports team. Uh, it was Wolfsburg, I believe. So it's, this is one, the second trend that I'm seeing uh, in, in sports that hasn't been uh, here before. It just shows how sport is developing. Just quickly for the listeners who are studying sport, how's your degree in South Florida supported you now? Just quickly looking back with regards from an educational standpoint. Uh, educational standpoint. Well, well, you know the I, I cannot thank enough for the opportunity to be in the program uh, here at the University of South Florida. I mean, I, actually, just the other day, we got ranked as a top 20 school graduate program in, in, the, in the world, which, which is huge. And what the program does really well is, uh, how I said, the real, real world experience is, is the first one. The second one, it, it gives us some core skills uh, in, in sports. And actually, this is, this is uh, not a big trend that started a couple of years ago, and it's, just, it's only growing. And one of the important classes that I saw was, uh, for example, in analytics. So before everything in sports was, which was kind of judged with a uh, gut feeling and things in that nature, uh, now it's more analytical. So, uh, this, uh, this is one of the careers that I would actually encourage the, the listeners and people in sports to look into because that's a big one. It's only growing. It sort of relates to today's main topic with regards to the future. How important, in your opinion, is it to understand your strengths and weaknesses when starting out a career in the sports industry? Yeah, so Ed, everybody is different, you know. Somebody is uh, uh, more energetic, like a pe uh, people person. Uh, it, it's, it likes to be involved with everybody, high-fiving, you know, high energy and smiling all, all the time. Uh, somebody is more analytical, likes to... Uh, kind of do things in quietly on, on, on the side and it's not uh, good or bad it's just different you know and you got to understand who you are and uh, what type of job will work for you because uh, for, for example I mentioned analytics before uh, for analytics you don't need to be a great people uh, person. I mean, you got to understand, you, you got to have some hard skills there. You, you got to understand some, some important softwares. For, for example, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning is uh, using Tableau. It's da data visualization software right there. I know coding is a big one as well. And those type of skills might not be needed, uh, for example, in the department I'm working in, in the, in the sales department. Here you gotta understand more people. It's more about psychology, you know. No, no understanding the process. Um, uh, try to cater to the people needs and uh, uh, be a likable guy. So uh, everything is very different. You gotta understand your skill set, what you're good at, uh, what do you like to do as well. Because uh, for for me, 
I don't feel like I'm coming here to, here to work. I mean, just having fun, you know. And uh, so if you understand that, you, you, find, uh, you find the right fit for you, for your personality, for your skill set, it's just so much better. In your opinion then, because I can definitely hear the enthusiasm, how important are communication skills? So again, at, uh, in different positions, uh, the important changes. So uh, it, for example, if you want to be especially a director or manager, I mean, these are more strategy positions, but the communication to the people that are actually uh, doing a lot of the, the work is extremely important. I mean, there's nothing more important than the uh, communication of the message that you are trying to uh, tell, tell the people. They need to be on board with you. They need to support you, your vision. Uh, so communication is a big one, but there are certain positions in sports where communication might not be as uh, necessary as some of the other ones, you know. Out of interest, what have been up to recently? Oh, uh, recently. So, uh, so Ed, been working on two things. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't mention I'm originally from the Czech Republic, and I thought oh, I'm going to have some fun here in <laughs> in, in Tampa. Uh, we have actually two two guys from the Czech Republic playing for the team, and I wanted to create something special, something unique, has never been done before here at the team, and created a Czech and Slovak Heritage Night. So. Uh, at this point, we have uh, 250 people coming to the game. Uh, people are going to bring the Czech and Slovakian flags. We're going to celebrate with some uh, Czech beer. That's a big one for us. Uh, you know, We're going to go even on the ice after the game, take a group picture. So I've been working on, on that night. And as well, I've been uh, looking into um, what we can do as a, as a brand, as the Tampa Bay Lightning, and how can we... Uh, go beyond the Tampa Bay uh, area and how can we expand the brand globally? You know, you mentioned, we, we spoke about it at the beginning, globalization of sport. So uh, I was thinking about it and, and I thought, what are we doing? How are we utilizing that we have such an international team and NHL is probably the most international uh, league in the United States. What are we doing to, to capture the opportunity? So I've been working on that one uh, as as well. So these were are the projects that I've been looking into recently and uh, uh, really excited about. Absolutely. Just on a personal note, Jacob, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports educational journey so far looking back for when you were that young six-year-old kid on the ice? Ah, wow. <laughs> what have I enjoyed the most? Um that's a tough question. I mean, it, it, it was so it was so different uh, going through the program with the PGA of the Czech Republic because that was more uh, about, let's say, uh, biomechanics, uh, understanding how the body works. It was more of a science. And then my university, uh, that was all about business. And uh, now it, it's kind of, I wouldn't say a mix, but it's a business of sport. So... I learned from a lot of different perspectives and uh, has been a tremendous journey. But what I enjoyed the most, I don't know, I always like the challenges, you know, something that I'm not good at uh, and how can I get better? So for me, it was, and I mentioned it, uh, the analytics. Uh, you know, if, if you think about it, being a, a professional athlete and, and uh, coaching people, Probably not going to be the, the biggest expert or not, but that was a great challenge for me, and I overcame it. I, I learned to love it, actually, 
I understood how much it can help me going forward. Uh, so that that was, uh, I don't know. I mean, my my answer actually would be the whole journey uh, was the most enjoyable as, as a whole. I cannot really pinpoint one thing. Do you know what? I can hear through the mic, not just the enthusiasm, but how you like to push yourself. And I think that's really important to highlight that if you want to work in this industry, you have to work hard, but also take advantage of the process of the journey as well and I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question what advice would you give to university or college first year students who are studying a degree in sports number one thing is not just about uh, doing great at school but is what do you do beyond the school you gotta volunteer everywhere you gotta and and, and the volunteering is not just gonna come to you you gotta you gotta ask. That that's the number one rule. You always have to ask. Uh, it's not just gonna the, your job or the volunteer experience or any experience is not just gonna fall onto you from the sky. You gotta ask people. You wanna uh, you wanna be involved with anything. You you might even uh, end up hating something. You know you maybe you do event management. You, you will try to help out putting a golf tournament together or. Uh, or something like that, and you will learn that you hate it. Perfect. I mean, unbelievable learning experience. This is not for me. So, so what is it? So, volunteer work uh, as a first-year student, that's absolutely number one thing to do, and uh, try to do different things as well. Don't just uh, focus on one area that you think would be the best. Like, I, I hear, uh, or I, I was on the same chair, I thought, all right, what can I do on the business side of sport? I only know coaching and playing. What can I do? And I thought, all right, uh, I, I guess marketing? What, what type of jobs out there uh, are out there? So if you don't understand it, you got to go in and learn from people. Even, even ask if you can shadow someone for, for a day or, or a couple hours. Uh, or even ask them what they do. How, how does their day look like? But how I mentioned is not about just... Uh, getting through the program, getting good grades and uh, being a good student. But it's what you do beyond uh, studies. Jacob, that's a great answer. And I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? Uh, So for me, I'm on a number of social media, either LinkedIn, Facebook or or Twitter. Any of those are, are perfect. If somebody has any questions or if I can help to answer anything, or someone wants to reach out and, and chat uh, on regards to pretty much anything, uh, Facebook would be probably the best way. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Jacob, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ed. Thank you for having me, and uh, good luck with everything. What a fantastic interview by Jacob. For me... Jacob's positive attitude is what's it all about for people like you, like me, who want to start a career in the sports industry and really not being frightened in where our journeys take us in the sports industry. It's very competitive, but most importantly, it's understanding where you fit in, understanding your strengths and weaknesses in where you can add that best value in where you work. And for me, you can definitely tell where Jacob's working at the Tampa Bay Lightnings, he's just slotted in so well. And how he shows his enthusiasm at the same time, for me, is why we go to work every day.
But from a career perspective and with regards to your sports education, I really do hope you took on board what Jacob was saying about what you do outside the classroom by getting involved, meeting people, volunteering and really seeing what you enjoy. Because whatever you do in your career, you've got to enjoy it. Because if you don't, you're not going to perform at the best to your ability. So I hope you take on board what Jacob and I have been speaking about during our chat and apply it to your sports career journey today. And good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Jacob said, volunteer work as a first year student. That is absolutely the number one thing you should do. And try different things so you keep improving yourself all the time.